At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Stormy Bon and Tony with you live from Las Vegas coming out of Circus Sportsbook. We've got a fun hour on tap for you today. My girl Ariel Epstein of Yahoo Sportsbook is going to join the program. We're going to talk some NFL and NBA, continue the NBA conversation with Julian Edlow of DraftKings and it's college football conference championship week, baby. So, you know, Adam Kramer is going to have all of our best bets when it comes to college football coming up this Saturday. But before we get to our lovely guests, time for our top five stories, things you need to know that impact us as betters. And we'll dive right in to the Monday night football contest last night. Washington closed as a two point dog hosting the Seattle Seahawks win it outright. 17 to 15 money line cashing at plus 105 some spots i got it at plus 114 actually here at circa only 29 percent of bets were on washington money line third straight win now for as our guy brad evans said yesterday the fighting footballs now sit seventh in the nfc the under 46 and a half cashes as well seattle now 9-1-1 and on the under this season. Washington dominated time of possession in this game, had the ball for 41 minutes, 40 seconds, allowed just 34 yards on the ground. 12 total rush attempts for Seattle in this game. Alex Collins had just seven carries for 14 yards. With regards to the quarterback prop bets, if you got in on any of those, Taylor Heineke under both his passing and rushing props, one touchdown, one interception. Russell Wilson, this one kills me, went over his passing prop by a half a yard. Crush it! 247 yards, two touchdowns for Russ, but not enough to get the win. Antonio Gibson, my fantasy back, doing some good things as well. Season high, 36 touches, 111 yards rushing, 35 receiving. A big win for the Washington football team. More good news, not for me personally, but thank you for asking, but for Packers fans, with regards to your boy Aaron Rodgers and his toe, no, he's not showing you a close-up and personal of it on the Zoom anymore, but he was on the Pat McAfee show this week and said with regards to his toe's health, we're hoping to avoid surgery, but the surgery would be such a minor one that it wouldn't be something I'd have to miss time with. That's a prerequisite, Roger said, for any surgery he has at this point because he's not going to miss any time. He and the Packers medical staff plan to reevaluate his status early next week, saying he could have surgery on a Monday or Tuesday and still play Sunday. So sounds like the rationale, though, for not knocking the surgery out now that they're early in the bye week is just to hope that it'll heal on its own. Packers head into the bye 9-3, and three, as you see on the screen, post-Chicago coming up. 
next Sunday. Now for the not-so-good news for those of us who are either 49ers backers or fans, wide receiver Debo Samuel. The groin injury is listed out indefinitely, but the belief is it's expected to be around one or two weeks, as is linebacker Fred Warner dealing with a hamstring. Samuel this year became the third player in NFL history to record 1,000 yards, receiving five rushing touchdowns and five receiving touchdowns in the same season. Expect Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Juwan Jennings to be more heavily relied upon in the receiving game. Warner also, this is his first game he's missed since entering the league in 2018. San Francisco never really had to adjust without him out there until now. And they've already got a pretty banged up linebacker room right now as well. 49ers next game in Seattle as three and a half point favorites. And that's a move uh, from the look ahead line that was minus one initially. So they're seeing a lot of the same things we're seeing with Seattle. Thursday night football update for you with all the COVID-19 news that have come in around the Cowboys lately. We learned yesterday already Mike McCarthy will not be out there coaching on the field. Instead, defensive coordinator Dan Quinn will be. But eight additional positives on the staff and team, including starting right tackle Terrence Steele and corner Nashawn Wright. McCarthy also gave an update on the status of Amari Cooper, who was expected back this week from the protocol himself, saying Cooper's, quote, not feeling the best and was noncommittal about his availability against the Saints. Quote, my gut would be if he doesn't practice, meaning tomorrow, Wednesday, I don't see him playing in the game. Cowboys minus four in the Big Easy. Total in that one, 47 and a half. Also good to note that Saints head coach Sean Payton was asked about Thursday's quarterback situation. Not so sure yet. We'll see. Could be Taysom Hill. Could be Taysom Hill. Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly is going to the LSU Tigers, replacing Ed Odron. And given all of the massive upsets and wild Saturday performances that we've seen on the field, it's crazy to think that off the field might be even more absurd when it comes to college football. Last 24 hours, we saw Lincoln Riley going to USC. And now this with Brian Kelly, just seven days removed from a very interesting statement he made to reporters after being asked if he'd ever leave the Irish. I think Mike Tomlin had the best line, right? You know, um, unless uh, unless that uh, that fairy godmother comes by with that, you know, $250 million check, I'd, my wife would want to take a look at it first. And the fairy godmother done come with the Brinks truck. It appears not $250 million on the check, but a 10-year, $95 million deal for Kelly to leave Notre Dame. Apparently, he was previously offered the LSU job and turned it down, but obviously his feelings changed. No previous Notre Dame head coach has ever left to take a job at another school. Kelly is the winningest coach in program history, and he will not coach in the postseason for Notre Dame, even if they go to the CFP, according to their school's AD. Um, you know what else didn't go well? My funeral for the San Francisco 49ers playoff hopes because they've been a little bit resurgent, as we know lately, which made my producer Stephanie and I get to thinking a little bit. Hey, there are some other teams, too, that we thought we had left for dead with regards to the playoff picture and all of a sudden are making things a little bit interesting at this point in the season with five, six games left. So, you know the 90s movie Four Weddings and a Funeral? We're doing for resurrections and a funeral. So let's start with our San Francisco 49ers here. Winners of three in a row now. Four of their last five games to sit in sixth in the NFC playoff picture. Six and five on the year. Just one game back of the Rams for second place in the NFC West. They have scored 30 points in each of those four of the last five games, running the ball efficiently, holding teams at just 15.3 points per game in that time, impressive stop in the run on D, a plus five turnover differential, and even in the clock, guys, too. Eliza Mitchell has made a huge difference, taking some of that pressure off of Jimmy Garoppolo, as has Debo Samuel. So my one downfall here for these resurrected 49ers is that they continue to get hit by the injury bug. Debo Samuel has been so impactful in those big chunk plays downfield. Great for my fantasy team as well. Love you, Debo. Um, but if this is a team that without Debo, without Fred Warner, dealing with the other injuries they've already had, is able to win these next couple of games, I think they could be a real contender in the NFC. It pains me. To have to, you know, we did this whole shebang. We had a, you know, gravestone out here. But as a 49ers fan, I'm happy to hear it. I'm happy we could resurrect them. Another team that is coming up from the ground, the Miami Dolphins. 
Five and seven overall. Four game win streak after a one and seven start. Also four and oh ATS covering twice as a favorite and twice as a dog these last four games. And you have to think this is a group that allowed the most yards in the NFL during that seven game skid. Rebounded all of a sudden to one of the league's best defenses, second in the league in defensive EPA over the last four weeks, trailing only New England, giving up just 46 total points in the last four games. Got Cam Newton benched last week. And in the month of November, since Tua has come back for the Dolphins, first in the NFL in completion percentage, 80.5, fourth in passer rating, second in yards per attempt, and tied for first in win percentage, winning all of those games 100%. Need some help, obviously, still to make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. But you look at their schedule, they benefit from good timing with the opponents they've got coming up here. Giants and Jets next two games, two of the worst scoring offenses in the NFL. Then next two after that, Saints and Titans which are two teams that have also been ravaged by injuries. So who knows what could happen there? So Dolphins, get that hand out of the ground. Another team that I think they're actually like waste level coming out of the ground, the, the Indianapolis Colts. So 6-6 six and six on the outside looking in, but just a half a game back of the Chargers, Vegas and Denver. Narrow loss to the Bucks, obviously. But winners in five of their last seven games after that 1-4 and four start. 4-2 four and two ATS in that time. We all know how bad they, they crushed the Bills. 41-15. They're 5-3 and three in the AFC now. Remaining AFC opponents at Houston versus New England versus Vegas and at Jacksonville the rest of the year could realistically be 8-4 and four in the conference, minimum 9-8 and eight overall. Even if they lost to New England, they also have NFC opponent Arizona. No reason to count them out in the playoffs. My question is, though, five of those six wins have been against teams with a losing record. The one winning record team is the Bills. So can they continue that against the better teams? We shall see. Another resurgent team, the Washington football team. We already talked about them. Winners of three straight um, after that big Monday night football victory, including a straight-up win over the Bucs as 10-point dogs. Huge win for them. Um, defense, we talked about it a ton. One of the worst in the NFL to start the year. All of a sudden, even without Chase Young, even without Montez Sweat, significantly better better Taylor Heineke getting game reps making him a much better game manager of the offense the run game has been more consistent love the Washington football team now for our funeral LL Cool J says don't call it a comeback but we mean it literal here okay the Seattle Seahawks are not having a comeback they are not going to win out these final six games of the regular season I think we can all admit, as much as we love Russell Wilson, he doesn't look right with the finger injury. They've lost three straight since his return. 0-3 ATS in those games, scoring just 15.1 points per game in their last seven. 15th in the NFC. And it's not the defense that's the problem. It is the offense. Last night alone, seven three and outs. Bottom two in the league in offensive yards per game, 295. Only team worse is the Texans. So you've got the Bears, Lions, and Panthers more so three offensive touchdowns in the last three games absurd i I say all this and then they're going to go ahead and beat the san francisco 49ers because we all know how that goes um this coming week again niners favored by three and a half on the road remember everybody the v-sin holiday offer is here right now when you sign up for our 99 dollars mid-season football special you also receive a 20 dollars credit to the v-sin store get all of our expert sports betting analysis insights and data for the rest of the football season plus 20 dollars to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited offer. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe on the other side of the break. It's Hot Take Tuesday. You already know. Stephanie's got some fire-scorching takes for us, I'm sure. And Yahoo Sportsbook, Ariel Epstein joins the program. Talk a little NFL and some NBA action as well. Rip, Seattle Seahawks. Sorry, guys. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody. This segment of My Guys in the Desert brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, a moth's favorite, as Mike likes to tell us, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, and it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Stormy Bond and Tony with you live from Las Vegas. It is time for Hot Take Tuesday. My producer Stephanie has gathered some hot takes that she's presented me with today, and I will determine the level of hotness, starting with, she says, the Colts will win the AFC South, currently 10-1. to Hot, but no longer is hot, right? We talked about it earlier in the show, but Colts started the year 1-4, and four, now sitting 6-6, six and six, two games back to the Titans, and I think a lot of this is actually on the Titans' shoulder here because Tennessee lost their last two games, first to Houston, gross. And New England, not a bad loss, except for that it was by 23 points. And if the Titans are slumping with relatively easy schedule these last five games, the Colts can certainly slide up here. But, um, yeah, I think it's hot, but not as hot. Next one, Steph has for us. The Rams' Super Bowl hopes are over. 12-1 to to win it right now, so relatively short odds. This is getting warmer, getting warmer. Okay, obviously they're still second in the NFC West right now, fifth in the conference, so certainly nowhere near over by any means. But I see why this is a take, Steph. I see it because if they keep doing what they're doing, they could be out of the playoffs altogether. They dropped their last three games of their last seven wins, only ones against a team with the winning record. Matt Stafford has four pick sixes in the last three games. Aaron Rodgers has thrown three pick sixes his entire career. Like, let that soak in. And the 49ers, like we said earlier, gaining ground just one game back. The NFL, particularly when it comes to this playoff situation, is a fascinating world. Last one here. Bill Belichick, Steph says, is a lock to win Coach of the Year. Plus 300 right now. Short favorite. Hottest one for me, Steph. Pats are 5-0. Okay, so they're 5-0 on the road. 6-1. In the AFC with a rookie quarterback, pretty dang good. I know, he's obviously a contender, shortest odds for a reason, but in no way, shape, or form is he a lock, especially with voters who, I mean, probably just don't want him to win anyways because Bill has won enough things. He's got enough trophies, we don't care. But Cliff Kingsbury, 9-2 and two this season, 2-1 and one without some of your best players, including Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Teams that have had to deal with a lot if the Titans get out of this. Mike Vrabel, um, Matt LaFleur, Harbaugh, and the Ravens if they get out of what's happening lately. Heck, Zach Taylor if the Bengals go on to win their division. 
It's a close, great race in the NFL and coach of the year. By no means is that a lock. Bring in a lock is one of my favorite human beings on the planet. Ariel Epstein, host and betting analyst at Yahoo Sportsbook. While we're still on the theme of NFL here, I was looking at your Twitter this morning and I'm so annoyed with you that we both lost the J.D. McKissick receiving yards prop last night. Set at 26 and a half. And I mean, obviously, I hope he's okay. Got injured at 26. I feel sick. It was nauseating. In fact, I was looking at the ESPN box score and I kept refreshing it, hoping that maybe the math was wrong. Not the case. I didn't even watch that part of the game because I missed the injury. I was in an Uber driving, getting back to my apartment. I said, what, what, what happened? Maybe we'll get it back. I mean, this is the pass catching running back for the Washington football team. He's been that all year. He's up against the team. That's the worst against pass catching running backs in football. And he ends up with less receiving yards than Antonio Gibson. It was just confusing. I hated it. Soul crushing, let me tell you. And so I actually had a pretty good day on the on the Monday Night Football game. I was pretty excited. But two of my props, the well, the two that I lost, both were by less than a yard. Mind-blowing. Mind Ridiculous. Blowing. Very Ridiculous. frustrating. Um, I, I know it's still early in the week, obviously, for, for NFL talk this coming Sunday. But Thursday Night Football is going to be here before we know it. Cowboys and Saints. Um, but whether it's Thursday or Sunday, what are some of the initial bets in the NFL that you're keying in on early? For Thursday, I'm looking at Dak Prescott's passing yards prop. Not that these numbers are released, at least not when I looked at them. However, he is up against a really bad secondary in the New Orleans Saints who have been allowing for uh, top five most passing yards by quarterbacks. Then I also look to the under in the running back situation for Dallas. Not sure if Ezekiel Elliott's playing or not, but either way, whether it's him or Tony Pollard, likely going to take the under on their rushing yards. The Saints have been much worse against the pass than they have been against the run. I've looked at the last few running backs they faced about the last 10 games, and only one running back, which was the Eagles running back, Miles Sanders, had more than 50 rushing yards. The other games this week that really stood out to me from a props perspective the Chargers running back Austin Eckler, that pass catching again. He's up against Cincinnati, who allows the fourth most receiving yards to running backs. Eckler loves to catch balls out of the backfield, so I'm looking to the over on his receiving yards. Then potentially the Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, over one and a half passing touchdowns. We did just see it last night in Monday Night Football. Russell Wilson threw two touchdowns. I know it was uh lucky one at the end of the game where it went over the one and a half Washington allows for the second most passing touchdowns in football and in four of the six games where Derek Carr has faced a team that's bottom 10 and passing touchdowns allowed he's gone over this number so potentially over one and a half passing touchdowns per car but not over two and a half over one and a half all right all right and the Raiders did just come to life a little bit on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys so be fun to see what they're able to put together and the Washington football team in that game last night I'm telling you when Russell Wilson scored that touchdown I was so frustrated because that's one of my props that I, I had his passing yards under. And, of course, he just had to creep over with the stupid touchdown. So if any of us had the under on the, the touchdowns or that, we were very frustrated. But, hey, in addition to all the great work that you do with Yahoo Sportsbook, you're also a big contributor for NBA Bet. And there's a pretty fun hoops game coming on tonight. Game of the year in the NBA, 18-2. and two. Golden State Warriors at the 17-3. and three. Phoenix Suns coming up tonight. Two of the best teams in the West. Suns minus 135 favorites on the money line, spread two and a half. How are you sizing up the marquee matchup in the NBA tonight? I'm taking the points with the Warriors at plus two and a half. Golden State 7-0 against the spread and straight up the last two weeks. And on the road, they're 7-1 and one straight up and 6-2 and two against the number. Phoenix 3-4 and four against the spread in the last two weeks, including 1-2 at home against the spread. Phoenix, although they are on this hot streak, mm -hmm. Golden State is still so good. It's a great matchup. I just had to take the points with the dog. I, I wanted to ask you about Steph Curry real briefly. In terms of just prop betting on the NBA with a guy like that, is it more challenging or is it better to find numbers for him in the prop betting market? Averages 28.6 points per game, an NBA best 105 threes made, 20 more than the next closest player in the league. These are video game numbers for Steph on any given night. Does that make it harder or easier? Any of the big names, it's typically harder to go find their prop bets. I like to look at names that are either underrated or I look for different kinds of props to bet on the star players. For example, Steph Curry last year, I started betting rebounds plus assist props instead of his points prop. If you include his points, they're going to be astronomical numbers. Yeah, you'll hit them. He can hit it any night. 
I just get too nervous that the numbers are way too sharp, especially in the points category. I'll look to someone like Steph's rebounds plus assists if he's up against a team that's bottom 10 in rebounds allowed, bottom 10 in assists allowed. Those are the better way to attack star players, those different markets, not the public ones. Interesting to get a little key in on the strategy there. Four more games on the slate tonight, though, outside of that one. And you have action, it seems like, on all of them, but zeroing in on the totals, it looks like. So let's start with Knits and uh, Knicks and Nets, rather. Total 216.5 I have here. Why do you think this one could be an underplay? Looking at what's gone on the last two weeks with these two teams, they've been so prone to unders, especially on the road. Now, in the last two weeks, the Knicks are 1-5 and five over under. On the road, the Knicks are 2-7 and seven over under, and the Nets at home are 3-7 uh, and seven over under. It's just been a trend when it comes to betting these numbers, especially for someone like the Nets, who has so many high-flying uh, power uh, offensive players that People are going to think this game's going over. Well, no, this one's actually trended down. It's gone down by about a half a point or a point. And that's why I like the under. Also kind of crazy. I'm going to Luke Combs concert tonight at Madison Square Garden. And this game's being played in Brooklyn at Barclays. So it's going to be pretty pretty crowded around those uh, Knicks and Nets stadiums. Tonight. Yeah, we're busy. Uh, Grizzlies, Raptors, Pistons, Blazers, and Lakers, Kings, all the remaining games. You have the over. So let's just go to the Lake Show here. Largest total of the night, 226 and a half. You think there's going to be more? Yeah, I think there's going to be more. 226 and a half is low based on the averages of these two teams lately. Looking at the Lakers' last six games, they're averaging 235 points a game uh, in their totals, of course, not as one mm -hmm. team. Then the Kings' last three games with Alvin Gentry as their head coach, 251 has been the average total for their games. If the average total is at least 10 points higher than the total they're giving us for tonight, yeah, I'm taking the over. Taking it. Thanks, Ariel. You're the best. Thanks. That's Ariel Epstein of Yahoo Sportsbook, also catcher on NBA Bet. Uh, when we come back, we're going streaking! And it's everybody's favorite segment, but we leave our clothes on once again. I don't know how many times I have to explain this to you people. You're sick. Absolutely sick. But we'll, we'll identify some of the streaks that are going on in the NFL, whether we think that they will continue or come to an end. And Julian Edlow of DraftKings joins us here to talk a little bit more NFL, maybe some college football, and some NBA. We're covering it all here on My Guys in the Desert. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. To my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. You can subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Stormy Bonantoni with you live from Las Vegas back here on My Guys in the Desert. Time to go streaking! Or are we? Um, a few NFL teams here that have some interesting ATS streaks coming up, but will they continue or will they not? Here are a few that I think are going to continue on here as we go streaking with the Jags who have hit, that's such a creepy thing to say, I need to stop saying it, I've hit six straight unders uh, at the LA Rams this week. Jags totals this year are so low, even when they play against good offenses, total 48, hard to trust the Rams here, so I think that continues. Giants have hit four straight unders in December games, I could care less if it's December, but the Giants haven't gone over that number of 42 since week six against the Rams. Miami hasn't gone over it since week seven. Miami's defense much improved. I could see that happening again. Colts 4-0 ATS, their last four road games at Houston. I know Colts won 31-3, their earlier matchup this season. I'm certainly not betting it minus eight and a half, um, but I, I believe it more than I don't. I don't know. Methinks we streak. Vikings 0-6 ATS, their last six games with the losing record at Detroit. No shot in HE double hockey sticks. I trust the Vikings as a touchdown favorite over anyone, even if it is the Lions. Six of their last seven games have been decided. I mean, six of their games have been decided by four points or less, and they've won by more than seven. Oh, wait, they haven't at all. Any single game. Let's go Detroit. Not streaking. Not streaking with a few teams as well. The under is hit in four straight Colts-Texans matchups. Uh, 45 and a half, 46 the number here. Really done well by oddsmakers actually on that number because Colts put about 14 plus three of their last four games. I think they give you two touchdowns and the Colts are going to be the Colts, which is around 30 points per game. So that seems like a pretty good number. I just, 
Ugh, for whatever reason, I think it's going to go over. I don't think that one's going to continue. The under has hit in six straight Chargers-Bengals matchups. 50 and a half's a little low for these offenses to me. Bengals, another team that's regularly put up 30 plus themselves. I like the over there. Eagles 5 0 ATS, their last five games against the Jets. Eagles continue to be overvalued to me. Jets looking better. Um, I think that their quarterback's going to be a little bit better this week as well. Just, I don't know. So, Bills 4 0 ATS, their last four December games. Again, I don't really care about the December thing. I vibe the Pats here. Plus three is a short number, but those short road dogs have been really good this year. Um, hard to trust, but Patriots on a six-game hot streaks, building progress week in and week out. I don't know. I kind of like it. Joined now by Julian Edlow of DraftKings, content specialist and betting analyst for DraftKings, also host of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. And I got so excited because, Julian, when I was looking at some of your plays, you like the Patriots plus three also, and you were considering a money line play here at Buffalo? Tell me more. I mean, you just did your segment going streaking. Who's hotter than the Patriots right now? Six in a row straight up, six in a row against the spread. Huge game in the AFC East in terms of the implications uh, for the division against Buffalo. Um, I don't know what the Patriots did. They were two and four. They were running handoff, handoff screen pass and losing to bad teams. And then they started calling plays where Matt Jones throws the ball downfield. They started playing defense and voila, it all, it all came together. Uh, the Bills are coming off, you know, a, a dominant, convincing win against the Saints, but they were down a lot of players in that game. They've been Jekyll and Hyde, really, the last month or so. So I think the Patriots are the more complete, more consistent team, and uh, I'll put my money there. And it's interesting to hear that because that's not at the beginning of the season, I think, where anybody would put these two teams because everybody Total thinks, flip -flop. yeah, the Bills are going to come out of this incredible season, but the Patriots have been consistent and uh, it's been interesting, fun to watch. Um, while there's plenty of NFL coming up throughout the, the week, tonight in the NBA, one of the biggest games of the year already here in the early season, Warrior Suns tipping off at 7.05 p.m. Pacific, both pretty evenly matched and really, really good teams. Which side are you on? Yeah, so my play, I, I wrote it up in my NBA Best Bets article on the DraftKings playbook. I want Warriors money line here, and um, I don't love the Andrew w uh, Wiggins questionable news, to be honest, but it gets us a little bit better of a price. Andre Iguodala's out, one of your more versatile uh, wings overall and a good perimeter defender, so I really want those Wiggins minutes there, um, and he just popped up questionable on the injury report. But Draymond Green is back. Jordan Poole's there to give those wing minutes. And, of course, Steph Curry, 18-2 versus 17-3. You can't really ask for anything better on, on the last day of November in the NBA. Uh, Suns come in winning 16 in a row, but the Warriors have crushed in this spot this season. They've only been dogs twice, but they won both games outright by a combined 25 points. That was opening night. They were dogs against the Lakers. Doesn't look like as good of a win now. But a few weeks ago, dogs in Brooklyn and uh, Golden State won that game by 18. So I think they're going to show up in this spot and uh, show that they're the best team in the Western Conference. I, I know that the Suns have won 16 straight, but it's hard to not grab plus money with Steph Curry and the Warriors. And I wanted to ask you a little bit more about Steph because the NBA MVP race has changed dramatically since the start of the season, right? So Steph... Pretty heavy favorite right now, plus 125, a long way from where he opened at 9-1. to So there's not a ton of value here, but is there with anybody else on the board right now where you think there could be a little bang for your bucks and Steph Curry, there's not the value there anymore? It's tough to say anybody else that has a great shot at it right now. Um, you know, Kevin Durant's where he is for a reason, and he's had to carry more of the load with, Kyrie Irving not in the rotation, and then James Harden kind of taking a step back this season, although he's still a great player, a step back to a degree. Maybe it's because of the way that they're officiating in the NBA this uh, this season, but he hasn't been the same. So Durant deserves to be second on that list. I guess if you want to go really far down the board, and I don't love it as much anymore, but at the beginning of the month when I was on VSIN, when you guys were at the SBNC uh, for DraftKings and Weehawk in New Jersey, I gave out Jimmy Butler uh, in this spot. He's at much steeper um, odds now. He kind of climbed up the board a little bit. I, I, I think that there's something to Miami. I think they're going to be a really good team. I think they're the type of team that could take Brooklyn out in the Eastern Conference. But if you're asking me who's going to win the award, like I, 
I don't think I could put my money anywhere other than Steph Curry right now. Yeah, no, I, I don't argue that. And it's interesting, too, to see your preseason favorite, Luka Doncic, right, at plus 380 to start the year, 18-1 to 1 right now. Is that a spot that maybe if you think that Luka can come out in the back half of the season and turn things around, that that could be a valuable play? I mean, you're making a really good point about the value. I, I love a good value bet. But I didn't. Th- I had no idea why Doncic was that high to to begin with. Obviously, like the numbers are there, but what has he really done to to get his team into contention? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it. It's a Giannis type of of bet. He puts up Giannis type of numbers, but he hasn't. The Bucks go deep in the East every year, even before they had won it all last year. I, I just don't see it. You know, eighteen to one is right right about where he should be at the four to one range. I never really saw to begin with why he would be a play there. See, that's good info to have, though. Um, five total games on the card for the NBA tonight. Are there any other games that you're kind of zeroing in on or even some prop betting opportunities you think could be good tonight? Yeah, so Golden State's the only side I'm going to be on. Um, but Memphis looked really good in its first game without John Morant. They're going to be without him for a little while uh, due to that knee injury. So Dylan Brooks is really the guy that has to step up, um, particularly scoring the ball. He's going to be the go-to guy there. He scored 21 points, so he went over. His point prop tonight is 19 and a half, so he went over that in the first game without John Morant. But Memphis blew out the Kings in that game. He only played 21 minutes. He got up 17 shots in those 21 minutes and still went one for six from three. So if he gets like 30 to 35 minutes, as he should, in a closer game, as this spread indicates, he should shoot over 20 shots, and he should make way more than one of six from three. So... I think Dylan Brooks should go well into the 20s uh, in terms of points tonight, and his prop is set in the high teens. Good stuff. Should be a fun NBA slate coming up tonight. And it is also College Conference Championship Week coming up here. I love talking Pac-12. I cover the Pac-12 pretty often, um, almost every week, actually, this year. Utah and Oregon head-to-head here in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium on Friday. Utes favored by two and a half after just absolutely crushing the Ducks at their place um, in Salt Lake City not too long ago. Which side do you like here between the Utes and Ducks? Yeah, this one's bounced around a little between that key number three with the even money minus 105, two and a half with the minus 120. I got I got two and a half at minus 215. Mm. Um, if you want to get under the key number and, you know, buy it, lay a little more juice, I, I think that's fine. I don't think it's going to matter. Um, you know, it's one of those questions like we just saw a blowout at home for Utah two weeks ago. So now we get the exact same matchup. So is it a bounce back spot or are we going to see the exact same thing on a neutral field? Um, Utah's been a totally different team since the quarterback change. And Oregon kind of has the air out of its tires now. Lost to Utah, lost a chance at the college football playoff. Um, I think Utah is going to get up for this game again. And uh, has, uh, you know, the score was what it was the first time around for a reason. Utah has advantages on, on the field. So. I I'm, I'm, I think if you want to lay the three, that's fine. I don't think it's going to be that close of a game again. I, I say Utah by double digits here. Really makes you wonder how Charlie Brewer was the one that won the start the start of the season for Utah, doesn't it? <laughs> Utah could be in the college football playoff picture if they went with Cam Rising right out of the gates. Crazy to think about what could have been. Thank you so much, Julian. We appreciate the time. Anytime. Thanks for having me. That's Julian Edlow, content specialist over there at DraftKings. When we come back, my hidden gem of the week in this college football weekend. And Adam Kramer joins the show to break down all things conference championship weekend. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wrapping things up here on My Guys in the Desert, Stormy Bond and Tony with you here at Circus Sportsbook. And it's all college football for the rest of the show, starting with my hidden gem of the week. Since we started the segment, we're 6-2, and two, I believe. Pretty good here. But I will admit to you openly, this is probably one of my more controversial picks of the ones I've had. I feel like everybody is either not betting this game or on the other side of it. But I like USC plus the four points at Cal this week in a rescheduled Week 11 game that was canceled due to the Golden Bears COVID issues. Um, it's a nightcap after all the conference championships are over on Saturday. Cal's getting the loves from oddsmakers here as the favorite. They're 3-2 and two after a 1-5 and five start to the year. The handle on this game, like I said, will be low, but I think that it could be a field goal game either way. I'm actually holding out hope that maybe this number gets a little bigger for USC. Um, Cal's seventh game of the year as a favorite. They've only covered twice in those instances, and these are two teams that don't like each other they both got crushed by UCLA a couple weeks ago so looking for some California pride and USC rarely rarely loses this game that is another point of pride for the program I also covered the Trojans this past week when they hosted BYU down 28 to 13 rallied back to get a lead late BYU did end up pulling off the win but you saw some fight in USC that wasn't really there a whole lot at many times this season Um, everybody is auditioning right there will be a certain head coach taking very close eye paying close attention to this game while not a lot of people will be so he'll be watching Jackson Dart Gary Bryant knows that he's going to have eyeballs on him Taj Washington's going to have eyeballs on him how do they perform I think they're going to want to have a good audition and uh, also a good chance that Keontae Ingram who missed last game against BYU was a game time decision their star running back could be back for this one as well I like the Trojans Things you don't say until they get Lincoln Riley. Fade or follow, I think it's a bettable game, though. Time to bring in Beeson Zone Adam Kramer, also of Bleacher Report and the No Punts Allowed podcast. Give him a follow at Kegs and Eggs. And uh, how lame am I that it's conference championship weekend and I'm like, hey, how about USC Cal? I'm with you, though. Oh, really? I bet. Oh, yes. I like USC. Uh, It is odd that this game's just kind of chilling. Amongst all these titles, but I bet USC live last week against BYU, um, and that was a good decision. I mean, they, they've got a quarterback. If you're Lincoln Riley, and you're like you said, you're looking at this as an audition, I don't think you have much of an audition at QB. Like, they've got a special one. Uh, it's worth the price admission just to see what he's going to do, obviously, here before he gets the quarterback whisperer involved. So I do like USC. I think they showed some heart. There's got to be a ton of excitement in that program right now. Yeah, I feel this makes me feel so much better. Thank you. And I totally agree, especially when you think about the whole situation with Keaton Slovis, who he's dealing with an injury now. But he was the offensive player of the year in the Pac-12 a year ago and ended up sharing time while healthy with Jackson Dart. So I think it's it says something about the, the young true freshman for sure. Now to the fun, fun fun, maybe funnest, game of the weekend. The SEC Championship, all eyeballs are going to be on this Alabama-Georgia contest. Georgia favored by six at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta on Saturday after a game with Alabama that took four overtimes in the Iron Bowl. Um, Is Georgia a no-brainer here, or how close will this game be? We're not used to seeing Alabama as a dog. We're not used to seeing Alabama as a dog. 
Well, we're not used to seeing Alabama as the like least physically impressive team in a game either. I mean, it's it's actually spectacular to, to even say that out loud because it's not been the norm under Saban. A lot of people are going to be on Georgia in this game after the Iron Bowl. But it's not just the Iron Bowl, right? Since LSU, which was a really odd game that LSU was up for, Arkansas put a scare into Alabama. Like, this is just a mortal version of Alabama. Mm-hmm. By the way, mortal Alabama is like what most people would love to see once in their lifetime for their football program, but not them. I just think Georgia is too good. I think defensively, this is an all-time team. What, they allowed 83 points all year, I believe, is the number. I mean, it's astonishing. And the offense under Bennett is actually starting to get uh, more explosive, not to mention getting Pickens back at wide receiver. And Georgia has a bone to pick with Alabama, too. They don't care that Alabama's down. They've been embarrassed by this team. They've lost spectacularly to this team. I bet Georgia the futures market, so I'm kind of already, you know where I stand on Georgia, and I've seen nothing to convince me otherwise. Also, how hilarious is it that it's a down year for the Crimson Tide and they're still 11-1, and one, right? Absurd. It's absurd. <laughs> and Nick Saban looked joyful because I think he knows, he does know, he got away with one last week. They should not have won that game. I think Alabama will play better, but here's the other concern, and it, we saw the undoing of Ohio State line play. Offensive line of Alabama is a bit of a mess, and this is not the team that you want to have a, a mess of an offensive line playing against. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens in this one. It is the first time since week one against Clemson that Georgia was not favored by double digits, so you do see the respect coming in for Alabama, certainly. What do you think, when all, what do you think when all is said and done, the top four is going to be here in this college football playoff? We have a ton of games that are going to impact that, obviously, this weekend, but... I'm at like a bit of a loss right now until I know what happens in that Georgia-Alabama game. So, so that's the big one. Let's say Georgia wins, and that kind of, in some ways, simplifies it, in some ways, muddies it. I think Michigan's going to beat my beloved Iowa Hawkeyes, who have no business to be in this game, but guess what? They're in it somehow, spectacularly, yes. Then it starts to get interesting, or maybe not. At this point, if Cincinnati beats Houston, aren't they in? Like, aren't they, isn't that a thing that's just going to happen. And then if Oklahoma state wins, aren't they in like this? We've been waiting for a chaotic moment for the playoff. I have, and we really haven't had that many. And if this plays out how it could, there could be very little drama here. I believe now if Alabama wins, they're just still in the playoff. That's an interesting dynamic. If Oklahoma state wins, is a coachless center day team going to make their way into the playoff? That's an interesting dynamic. Would Alabama, if they play Georgia close, have any chance to be in? At this point, no. I, I thought that about a month and a half ago. At this point, no. So I think if you have Oklahoma State and Cincinnati take care of business, and obviously Michigan, who's probably strangely most inclined to take care of business of anyone, you may have a pretty clean top four, which, again, I don't want. I want controversy. I want weirdness. But uh, And maybe we'll get it. We've certainly had a lot of compelling results the last couple of weeks. But if it plays out as chalky, this could be a very easy one for the committee. Yep, and Georgia remains the big favorite, minus 220 to win it all this year, win or lose in that SEC championship game against Alabama, a lock to make the CFP for sure. Um, Just because you referenced it so many times, though, I, we got to talk about that Big Ten matchup, Michigan-Iowa. Michigan favored by 10.5 at Lucas Oil. Um, Harbaugh got his win against Ohio State in a big way. Do you think they put up another big performance again, or could your guys keep it close? Well, look, outside of center, if I'm going to start criticizing offensive lines, we've got to talk about Iowa's tackles. They've not been very good. We saw it against Purdue. And Hutchinson, I, by the way, let me do a quick uh, detour. I think he has a real chance to win the Heisman, truly. It, 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 this is a really interesting year for the award. We saw Bryce Young not play particularly well, although he put up okay numbers and beat Auburn. Stroud losing on the sidelines this week. Hutchinson has three sacks, performance of the year. If he has a double-digit, uh, if he has a multi-sack game against Iowa, I believe he will. I think he's going to get serious consideration, which would be awesome, by the way. So I just think physically, I was in trouble. <laughs> and where are they going to muster up offense? I think this is a, a, a really difficult matchup for them, and I think it's a difficult matchup for a lot of teams. Now, Iowa is not going to try and go for that. They, they can take the punch. Uh, I just don't think they can take this punch. I think Michigan, as long as they're not emotionally down for this game, which sounds really weird 
going into a Big Ten championship, but the magnitude of that win last week I think is enormous. I just think they are they're establishing themselves, quite honestly, as the biggest threat to Georgia right now. Interesting. I mean, we saw they leaped to third shortest odds in the national championship odds, plus 850 now, when they were essentially looked like no shot there for a while. Now really close there in contention. Lots of people like it. Yeah, it, and I get it. Look, I, I've been a Harbaugh defender for a while, but when you look at the makeup of this team, it's pre, you know, before Alabama hired Wayne Kiffin, this is kind of what they looked like. And Georgia's doing that too, and Georgia does it better. But they can they are physically overwhelming, and Ohio State had absolutely no answer for that. Georgia might. I don't know if Iowa will. It's very impressive what they can do. And when they have maybe the best player in college football just running after your quarterback for three and a half hours, that's not an ideal position to be in. Wrapping things up here with VEASAN and Bleacher Reports, Adam Kramer. Last one here, you. Uh, we've got about 30 seconds to go, but I got to ask you about the Mountain West title game. Are you with or against my Aztecs minus five against Utah State? I know why you're asking me this, because you, you we picked against one another, and you won last week. Kudos. No, give me the punting god and give me San Diego State. They're impressive. They just seem to play right through to who they're playing against. Like, no matter who. Yep. But I thought last week's comeback was impressive. I like them this week. I think Utah State a tough loss a couple of weeks ago. It just feels like San Diego State's year. Very, very impressive defense. I think that shows out this weekend. I never thought I'd hear that from you. Thank you so much, Adam Kramer. Appreciate the time. <laughs> Take care. That's Adam Kramer, recent contributor and of Bleacher Report, No Punts Allowed podcast. And that's going to do it for us on My Guys in the Desert. Rush Hour is next. Keep it locked on VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.